week on the Koshcast. Messi gets Real Madrid to Zidane and shut up as his last-minute winner puts Barcelona level with Daddy Yankee, number one in Spain. A dramatic FA Cup weekend in England left Manchester City fans feeling sick after Pep de Bismol showing, and Chelsea beat Spurs after Pochettino does what most dads do at some point and puts Son in awkward position, leaving Tottenham, much like the rest of the world, trying to win back the left wing. Elsewhere, there was a league win for United, a huge notch on Allardyce's bedpost, as disgusting as that is to imagine, and an abondanza of goals in Italy where Fiorentina Concertina enters push for Europe. A TFC recap, Moomoo of the Week, and the quiz top us off. Take a seat. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the kosh on Twitter. We have got three and a half people here today. Uh, Roche is here. I am fully present. Bernie is here. Also fully present. And Mohanad is in the back doing some like general admin. Hi. Hi. Hey. No. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just working on the quiz that we're having uh, tomorrow. So, right. Or Wednesday, actually. Yeah, yeah. So, a couple of days, general uh, under the cosh trivia night at Betty's on King. That will be lovely. Yep. But for now, we're going to start with, because Mohanad pressured us into starting with El Clasico. Yeah, that game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it actually lived up to its hype, I think. It's fair for to say. For the first time in a very long time. Do you think? Yeah, it's been boring for a long time. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, this one was just a complete outlier. This is one of the best games I've ever seen. It was. It was it, a ridiculous game. Was it a game for the neutrals? Yes. Ooh. It was Just a game for everybody. <laughs> Apart from Real Madrid fans. I mean, it, it, was, it was stunning. Even the goalkeepers were good in this one. Ter Stegen being good is a shock. Ooh. I mean, he's that, terrible. That's it's, it's no. He's good with his feet. That's it. Are we going to argue? Is this the first statement we're going to have on the Pasco an argument? Yes. Are we going to do that? Yes. Okay. Okay. I think it's a very good goalkeeper. Oh, yeah, no, he's not. Yeah. Okay, fine. Let's talk about Messi. How about that? Okay, good. All right. Uh, wait, me? Yeah. Oh, Messi. Oh, Christ. Messi. That's, Messi. Uh, so this is Mohamed's contribution for the rest of the, of the podcast. We're shouting Messi at the rest of As us. As it usually is every day. So we're, we're starting with the biggest Ronaldo fan in the world talking about Lionel Messi. What an outstanding performance from the best player in the world right now. He literally was kicked off the pitch. I think he lost two teeth or something like that in uh, the early minutes of the game. I think it was an encounter with Marcelo or something like that. But he just took responsibility on his shoulders. The way he's done the whole season, he carried this team through this Classico at a single-handedly well, maybe a little bit of uh, Andre Gomes and Rakitic help, yeah. brought them back to the brink of, of a title fight. Even Sergio Roberto and Jordi Alba were helping out in this one. Yeah, a lot of uh, help they received was also in the form of Sergio Ramos's red card and Marcelo's non-foul. Oh, okay, you know what? I'm Sergio Roberto. You know, let's, let's, let's start with one thing first before we go on to Real Madrid. Yeah. So, obviously, we talked about Messi, outstanding performance. Rakitic, who Mohamed over there... Mm. Does not rate as a footballer, had a spectacular goal yes. and a wonderful performance, just showing you that class is permanent and form is temporary. Overrated! Pipe down over there. I, like, I'm already sick of these contributions. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, Rakitic was, was fantastic. And, and it was an interesting game, really, because Barcelona obviously needed to win. Mm-hmm. Real Madrid didn't. But Real Madrid really pushed for it. It's kind of the, it's like they got caught up in, in the kind of... It was at home. The, the fans were, were fantastic. I mean, the atmosphere at, at the Bernabeu was something else, really. I mean, often Real Madrid fans are useless, but they were actually really into this game. 
uh, as you would expect with Barcelona. And I think Real Madrid really got caught up in it. Hence, I mean, the ridiculous amount of fouls, Ramos's red card, and pushing for the winner towards the end when they really didn't need to. Uh, yeah, I fully agree with Alex. They were 2-2. They already salvaged the game back. They were down. They were 2-1 two, two down with 10 men, and they got the equalizer. At that point, any logical team would have just played ca- keep ball. Well, they scored first through Casemiro. Um, Ramos had a, had a part in that, but he had a part in the whole game. Then Lionel Messi with, I can't remember who gave him the ball, but basically they opened him up, nice slalom run. Just he, two touches took out two guys. Um, and then he slotted past Navas. I think that was Rakitic. That was, well, that Sergio, was Rakitic Roberto, as well. sorry. No, it was Rakitic. His first assist was Rakitic, yeah. and then Rakitic yeah. scored. After, with a wonderful hit off his left foot. Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was a hell of a goal. Might even be a man of match form. Just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, 2-1 down. Real Madrid get a red card. Sergio Ramos. I, 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 it, it boggles my mind. Okay, the guy... Is a terrible defender. Positioning, he is garbage. And we're talking about the actual essence of defending is positioning. His positioning is always terrible. Always. Which is why he gets sent off all the time because out of position means he has to lunge. 23 red cards in his career <laughs> for Real Madrid. That's a lot. Five red cards against Barcelona. Anyone who tells me that this guy's on the upper echelon of defending doesn't know what they're talking about. And then we're talking about Marcelo, who's even worse defender, but wonderful attacking presence. Why not? How about this? Put the Marcelo on, on the wing is number 11 and Ramos is number 9. Why don't we do that instead? Uh, it, it might, it might uh, make Ronaldo have a tantrum bigger than he already has when mm-hmm. they concede goals. Although, in this instance, I thought his tantrums were somewhat justified because the goals they did concede were so sloppy. And so, no, I'm not going to say they were easily preventable. They were, there was very good build-up play from Barcelona. But in terms of Barca being able to pass their way out of the Real Madrid press, I thought they did that too easily. I don't think Real Madrid are, are, are particularly naturally pressing side, and they tried to employ that in this game, as you saw at the end, um, when Barcelona scored the winner, and they were just passed by. Yeah, of course. I think, uh, I mean, for the winning goal, it was clear that Marcelo should have fouled Sergio Roberto when he was making that run. But I, I, I'm not really following your point about the press. Maybe well, Bernie can well the thing is that if you look at the team, right, that they have, Real Madrid this season have... To be fair, they've been leading La Liga, but they have struggled because, A, when teams press them, they don't know how to press back. This team is built, is weird. They have Cruz and Modric and Casemiro. That makes them a possession side in midfield. Then they have Ronaldo up top, who doesn't press anymore. And then they have sometimes Gareth Bale, sometimes Ishko, sometimes James. Zidane's last season got them all to uh, Bayern's defensive counter-attacking team mentality. But now they're kind of unsure of what they want to be. Whether they can press, where they can't really. Where they can hold on the ball, they can't really. So they're getting away with these 3-2 wins by moments of magic by Ishko. Sometimes by Ronaldo. Sometimes by this guy. It's, it's a bit ridiculous. I mean, yeah, it makes sense. But we have to keep in mind that this game was end-to-end. There were chances everywhere for both teams. Open goals were missed by Messi, by Ronaldo. A lot of, play- a lot of amazing saves. It could have gone either way. 3-2 Barcelona at the end, though. It could have been 3-2 Real Madrid. Yeah, Very sure. Easily. I mean, you know, both, both sides, as you said, missed chances. Um, but again, Real Madrid, had they, had they seen this out at 2-2, you wouldn't say the league is over. Exactly. But it would be pretty damn close with a four-point lead. And, and now it's cut to three. Um, and obviously, Real Madrid have a game in hand still. So they're still massive favorites. They have a game in hand, but they have to play 
uh, both Celta Vigo and Malaga, I believe, away from home, and those are not easy games for them to play. And, and they couldn't; they really can slip up. And factor in that now they have to deal with Champions League, whereas Barcelona don't, and that that could be crucial. Absolutely, they have to focus on one or the other. Yeah, and and it's against Atletico as well, so it's it's not just anybody. No, yeah, there, Atletico twice: be... Celta Vigo, Malaga. Yeah, so Celta are a decent team, and and the Atleti games are going to be both emotionally and physically extremely oh, demanding. They're going to have injuries. And, and, <laughs> and to your point about Celta being a decent team, Celta in the semifinals of the Europa League as well. So yes, they are. So and, and um, another thing that came up from this game, Alex, I know you have here Zidane bollocks us up, you know, and one of the reasons he did this was a lot of people are saying why did he play Gareth Bale? Now Gareth Bale was not fit; he was not hundred percent fit. Everyone knew this going into the game. Ishko just had an, an incredible performance against uh, Hihon, I think it was. Well, even his last month has been yeah. amazing. Why Ishko not go with, with Ishko? And then when Bale went off, they brought on Asensio, who is a great young player. But what Ishko gives you, that tactical um, intelligence, would have been probably better suited to this game. I, actually, Asensio played his fair share. He played really well with Benzema. He linked up well. He had an open goal for Ronaldo. Ronaldo skied that. I think he was great on the counter, Asensio. He, he has some lethal pace. I don't know. I think it was. I, I just feel like that intelligence of Ishko would have helped them out in this game against the Barcelona. This Barcelona side. It would have slowed the game down, probably. Which they probably needed at some point. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe with ten men, you go for the more athletic option. I, and I kind of get the point about Asensio's pace. But anyway, I, I did think Zidane misplayed it towards the end. But there you go. Real Madrid still favorites to win the league, and uh, and we'll see how it plays out. The only other thing from Spain I want to mention today is. Sevilla 2, Granada 0, Tony Adams, 2 wins, a 3-0 loss, and a 2-0 loss. 2 wins? Uh, sorry, 2 losses. Oh, I was like, how many games? 2, two, two, games, <laughs> two games, 2 losses. Quick, quickly, I just want to point out that it's not goal difference now um, in Spain. It's always been head-to-head record okay. between the first and second place teams. So now Barcelona have that advantage because the earlier Clásico was actually a 1-1 draw. Ah, okay. Alright. Um, FA Cup. Why don't we talk about the FA Cup? Or as Bruce Grobelar says... The fuck up? Yeah! <laughs> Excellent. All right. Uh, we'll start... Uh, I was going to say we'll start at Wembley, but like both games are at Wembley. <laughs> so we will definitely start at Wembley. All right. Manchester City won. Arsenal 2. Arsenal won a game, lads. Shocking result. <laughs> like, I, I went into this with absolutely zero confidence, despite the, the uh, you know, lion-hearted 2-1 win over Middlesbrough last week. But no, no confidence whatsoever? <laughs> Not at all? No. I'm I mean, surprised. I, what I will say is that Manchester City will always give you a chance. We said that on the podcast like a month ago yes. when they met. I think, what was that? 1-1? One, one no, no, City, City won. won. Yeah. Yeah. But we City said won. that City give, always give you a chance yes. if you're Arsenal. You, and you just have to take it. And unfortunately in this game Arsenal did, although City were quite unlucky, I thought. They, they had a goal disallowed that shouldn't have been. Yeah. Torre hit the post. Torre hit the post. Fernandinho hit the bar. And they were also unlucky to lose Silva, who's been their best player. Czech for, had a, for a while. very, very, very good performance in this game. I thought. Ooh, I thought I thought he had a couple of really good saves in this game. I think he might have been his own enemy as well. If he had a good saves, a few good saves, he he definitely fell I mean, his wh- lines wh- with the Aguero goal. Really? Yes, hundred yeah. percent. Why? Have Aguero. you touched by Aguero? Czech could easily have come out and, and pressed him. Okay, I thought you were talking about the finish. There's nothing he can do about that. Well, I, I just don't see. He, he could have rushed him. He was caught in no man's land. Yeah. No, no, the, Aguero's touch was certainly too heavy. Czech actually looked like he was going to go and, right. and dive and take it, mm. and he hesitated, by which point the finish for Aguero was quite easy. Um, although okay, it was yeah. a good finish. Okay, no, I but, see that. I just thought the rest of the game, there were some really good saves that he had from, uh, was it Yaya Turi? No, 
I can't remember who it was, but one crazy save from... It I was, think, yeah, yeah, I think it was, there was yeah, one from yeah. Yaya, there was one from De Bruyne. Mm. I, I agree, he, he did make some incredible saves as well as that, uh, that fat cap. Mm. Uh, but, uh, but Czech was behind an Arsenal defence that looked far more competent than I've seen an Arsenal defence in probably literally years. Back five? The back five. Except they looked incredibly incompetent for the goal. Uh, for the goal that City scored. Yeah, I thought that was ridiculous. That was a bit weird. I mean, Ramsey lost the ball on the edge of the City area. Yaya knocked it long. And there was just no one there apart from Monreal. Uh, I don't know where the three centre-backs were. When you watch the replay, they're not really in the picture. So you can't really tell. So and, and I think we mentioned this in the pod last week. We talked about Monreal's pace or lack thereof. Because yeah. he's somehow lost it. I don't know what he's done. Oh, he's but, just uh, aged. But yeah, Aguero. Well, he hasn't aged as much as Aguero has. And Aguero outpaced him for that. Monreal's like... Four or five years older. You're kidding me. No. Oh, sorry, sorry. I am <laughs> confusing him for Bellerin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, by the way, he was on the bench for this game, I yeah. believe, right? And he looked like David James. Remember <laughs> David James had the braids back in the day? Yeah. Like, that's... You know what? I'm done with Hector Bellerin. But, but like, David what is James he doing? has the afro hair, like... Hector Bellerin doesn't. He's got straight black hair, I and he's grown it to the point where he's now cornrowed. He's having a mid... No, an early 20s crisis. That's, that's what he's at. What is he doing? I, Can someone explain this to me? I can. But Mahana and I were watching it, and we were like, it looks like he's just either about to go or come back from a cheap holiday in the Caribbean. <laughs> if our, Twitter's, our Twitter followers can explain it, please tweet us. He might be going watch. to Ibiza to do what Jamie Vardy actually thought of doing. Maybe that's what he's prepping himself for. Or just like being a holiday rep. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. With his weird, like, semi-Cockney Spanish accent, <laughs> it'd be perfect. I wonder what he's doing right now. It's like, just past midnight on a Monday night in London. Clubbing. Could be. Yeah. At this very moment. With that hair, you have to be clubbing on a Monday night. Absolutely. You're or dealing. Getting, with that hair, you're probably getting beaten up, <laughs> to be honest. Dealing. Um, Some odd calls by Pep, Alex? Yeah, I mean, you, you weren't impressed by Pep. I, I know mm. this, but what I would say is, um, he keeps persisting with, with uh, Jesus Navas. To me, that's unclear why. He did have a uh, good performance against. Um, was it Stoke? Is that the barometer? Like, no, no, I know, I know. I'm just trying to listen. For once, I'm giving Pep credit because I'm about to blast him. Okay, all right, fair enough. We'll, we'll do the positives first. I don't know. <laughs> Yaya was very, very good. Um, I, I thought it was weird that Pep brought Sterling on for Silva and then took him off in extra time when uh, Sane. I don't know if you're watching. Sane was dead on his feet. Like, he was getting outpaced mm. by, I can't remember who it was, Ox maybe, which is fair enough, Ox is quick, but Sunny is lightning, and he just had nothing left, and Pep stuck with him. Pope Sunny's been in good form, maybe he just thought that, you know, the guy can do, do something for me. But, <sighs> Amith Menon, friend of the pod, mm. uh, great cameo appearance a couple of weeks ago, yeah. he has asked me to lay into Pep Guardiola. Do it. It's hard for me, I'll tell you why. I feel sorry for the guy. A little bit. But that's, I'm done with that. Honestly, this season is a failure from Pep Guardiola. There's no other way you can put it. And it's simply because this isn't some rant against Pep Guardiola, anti Guardiola, it's rant. It's you took you they got rid of Manuel Pellegrini specifically to advance this team. And that's what they wanted. They were in the same finals of the Champions League, they had won the league the season prior. You don't get rid of Pellegrini for fourth place fight, no trophies, and to get embarrassed by Monaco in the Champions League. Let's call a spade a spade. Pep Guardiola has failed, but that's not a bad thing. He can learn from this failure and become a better manager. That's what I think. About. I, I think he's been exposed more than he's failed. Oh, come on. 
To be fair. Exposed mm-hmm. as what? He didn't have Lionel Messi oh, in that Barcelona on. dream team. He didn't have him for Bayern Munich either. Well, oh, well, he, he only of... picked off every player at Dortmund that, that was good. He inherited a, no, no. a treble winning Bayern side the and only he took d- them to mediocrity. The Dortmund player he signed was Goethe, who was terrible. Lewandowski. And Lewandowski. That was already... The club signed him. Like, like, that was already yeah, done a year but before. But you think he was, he was installed as manager when, um, when Henkes left. Everyone knew he was coming. Yeah. The Lewandowski transfer was... Actually, greenlit by him. It was, it was at that moment. Yeah, but so? I I think Roche is reaching a little bit and a like, little bit. Well, okay, a lot. I I do believe. Obviously, wow. he gave us the greatest club team that we've ever seen. Yes, you and I are victims of this. Actually, we that understand. was Frank Reichard, arguably. No, 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 no. I'll give him this. <laughs> that was into the grassroots. No, Absolutely that was, not. That was Pep Guardiola who gave us the greatest club team that we've ever witnessed. But then again, there is my thing with Pep Guardiola is he's been hailed as this savior of football. Yes, he gave us a technical innovation. But the fact is, when the chips have been down, we've never seen this. And it's not his fault. We've never seen it. Now that the chips have been down, he has actually failed. So next season is going to be very important. The greatest managers in the game have taken teams with little chance of doing anything or completely done stuff that you thought is beyond the realm of possibility. Ferguson, Mourinho, even Arsene Wenger did it. Even though you know how much I feel about this guy. We need to see Pep Guardiola do something completely out the box that we don't think is possible. And for me, that's Man City going to a new level of winning Champions League or dominating the Premier League for years to come. If not, how can you put him in, in, in that upper echelon of manager when it's all said and done? I just don't get it. I, I, what I would say to that is that what he did with Barcelona, um, I mean, for me, it's enough. For me, what he gave us with Barcelona is a legacy on its own. It was, as you said, the best team that we've seen in our lifetime. It was incredible football. And you can say he had great players, but he made them so much better than they were before. They were, that team was struggling when he took over. He promoted players from the youth team. He got rid of players that weren't working. Anyway, for I me... No, struggling is like what? They had won the Champions League in 2006 against your, your lot. And they were in the semifinals of the Champions League against Manchester United... The season before, they or they could have won that Champions League. Struggling final. is they, all they, they struggling is all relative. They're struggling right it's, now, it's apparently, Barcelona. right? Yeah. Well, what Barcelona now? Well, apparently, the, the, the people are talking about end of an era after they lost to Juventus. Yeah, whatever. Like, so I'm just saying, it's <laughs> it's relative, yes, but there is something missing. He gets a lot more credit than someone like Jose Mourinho, who I bash every single week, but he has literally, literally performed miracles. Yeah, but you know why? Yeah, because he's a dick. Yes, but he's performed miracles. That, that's he's the kind pragmatic. of dick he is. Who, what what miracles? Has Porto winning Champions League is an absolute miracle. Inter Milan winning Champions League is another miracle. Who was the manager that got Monaco to the final to play Porto? Wow, that's a good quiz question. It's uh oh my god, wasn't he Spanish? No, this is my point. I don't know. That was also a miracle. Yes, I agree. But this guy's <laughs> done two miracles now. <laughs> Two of them. Maybe. Including I, I beating that team, that greatest team ever, to a La Liga title. Another miracle. Yeah. I'm waiting for Pep Guardiola's miracle. I think, and I don't we, think already, wrong we already that. saw his miracle. That and everyone like, else has adjusted to it now. Maybe. He's figured he's been figured out. I I'm, think that's a good point. I also think and there is there is something to be said that Guardiola wants to play a, a way. Mm-hmm. We can say he's not particularly adaptable. He will change his system. He'll change, um, you know, the, within within his philosophy. Let's call it. Mm-hmm. He is adaptable, but the philosophy is not particularly okay. adaptable. No. He wants to play. He wants to pass. He wants to control the game. He wants possession, etc. Now, looking at the city squad, whether you blame him or whether you blame blame Chiki and the the boardroom, they didn't produce a squad over the last few years. They haven't produced a squad that is capable of playing. Sure. Pep football. Yes. So, 
he either replaces the players that can't do it, mm-hmm. and then then there are no excuses, or he adapts his style to get the best out of the players that he has there. But everyone here said everyone said that he was going to transform Sterling and turn all these crappy players into brilliant players, which is just not true and just not capable of doing. We, we people said this, and he has failed to do that. But my real question is: we're talking about this tactical revolution. That's kind of true, kind of not, because Louis Van Gaal. When he was Ajax manager, won the Champions League with a bunch of 18-year-olds playing this style of football, if not better. Came to Barcelona, won two leagues in a row, completely dominated that league. What is the real difference? What is the actual difference between what Pep Guardiola achieved early in his career, so far, and Louis van Gaal? I'll tell you. Absolutely nothing. I'll tell you. It was the 20 years apart. And Van Hal looks and sounds like a nutcase. <laughs> yes, that's probably. That's the difference. Except for that, it's pretty much the same. So the jury's still out. Listen, I like Van Hal. I wish he'd stay in United. <laughs> um, but anyway, good, good discussion good, about that. Yeah. Good debate. Uh, if yeah. you have any thoughts, as Roche said, let us know on Twitter at under underscore the cosh. But we'll move on to the second FA Cup semi final: Chelsea four, Spurs two. Classic game. Uh, shame to see Spurs lose because I was actually hoping they would win a trophy this season. Um, but, you know, good on Chelsea because they came back from a 2-0 loss to Manchester United in the league the week before. Came back, won this semifinal. An important game, a tactical edge, a psychological edge over the Spurs going into the run-in for the title now. Benching Hazard and Costa? Risky or what? Was he just resting them in order to focus on the Premier League? No, I, I thought, and I think he said so as much after the game, that he fully intended to use them in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what Conte was doing here, and I think it, it was clever and I think it worked very well, is that he knew Spurs, Spurs don't have the depth Chelsea do. They can't bring these kind of players off the bench. So he's saying, we're going to defend well, and that's what Chelsea did. They sat back the whole game. They, didn't, they wouldn't have intended to go, to go even 1-0 ahead after four minutes. It wasn't part of the plan. But they sat back the whole game, defended solidly, and Conte must have been thinking, let's get to 50-60 minutes at a draw. He would have hoped probably for a nil-nil draw rather than two-two at that stage, and then introduce our two arguably best players. And at that point, you absolutely have the psychological edge over Spurs. Yeah, I think it was a pretty good move, to be honest. Um, but I do want to point out the finishing goal for this game by Matic. Wait, wait there, there are four of them. The that were sensational, but sure, Matic. Yeah, go on. That we'll work was backwards. The, honestly, like I love goals that just hit the post and go right inside, and then a little bit of a tease and yeah, come out, and then come out. Mm. And that's exactly what that goal was. <laughs> it was. It was right in the corner. So uh, sexy. S- since you picked that one, which was obviously going to be my choice for goal of the game, I'm going to go a little bit unorthodox for once, and I'm going to say Harry Kane's header was unbelievable. That was, was great. Was it a back post flick? It was. I a, think, it was a near post. Flick. I'm going to. I'm going to give him that. As, as I he think was, he was looking for the runner. In the I back think post. he knew what he was doing. I oh, think no. he was going for goal. Yeah. I. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't like Harry Kane. I don't know why, but I feel like. He was basically on all fours and he backflicked it. Like, I don't know. No, no, he yeah. knew what he was trying to do. It was you know, remarkable. I agree with you, but I watched that goal over and over again. And I just thought in my head, like, was he just trying to play a high percentage of, I'm going to flick this ball to the back post. If it goes in, it goes in. If a runner runs into it, he runs into it. So I, I can't really confirm if it was I think the body took over. I don't think there was enough time for him to yeah. really think about... You know, I think he just thought, if I get my head on this and put it towards goal, sure. But there's not when you're a footballer, a lot of things are just reactions. That's, that's, the, thing, mean, yeah. that's the difference between the best players. Yeah, yeah. you're probably right. Yeah. No, I, I mean, it, that comes out in interviews a lot. Like, someone will ask a footballer, like, talk us through what, what you were thinking when this <laughs> happened. He's like, I don't know, just hit it. And it's just like, yeah, because you weren't thinking about it and you, you kind of explain yeah. it to yourself afterwards, right? But two other fantastic goals. Hazard's was a, a, a left foot drill from the edge of the box. Yep. 
And good thing he did that, really, because although he did provide a psychological element, he really did absolutely nothing else other than like get muscled off the ball by Dembele. Yep. Yeah, that was a good finish, tidy. Yep. Um, but also, Dele Ali mm. oh, on the half volley from Ericsson's pinpoint cross. Oh my God. It wasn't a right-wing cross either. It was like from central midfield. Yeah. It was it, perfect. It was stunning. It was a stunning ball. And the finish, like people, the commentators especially, were banging on about Ericsson's ball, which was superb. But that finish was not easy. No. No, not, not easy at all. I mean, brilliant game. A um, couple brilliant games for neutrals overall. A um, couple quick stats. Tottenham have lost the last seven FA Cup semi-finals in a row. Brutal. Wow. They played, I think, ten times at uh, Wembley, and they've only won one and lost nine. Uh, I think no, they, they've, drawn, they've drawn a bunch. Oh, they've they, drawn? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. They, they lost six. Ah, uh, uh, there we go. Drawn, yeah, anyway. But uh, they're playing at Wembley. Yeah, they're playing at Wembley next season, so like they need to yeah. sort that out pretty they, quickly, or they, they'll they finish like tenth. Or relegated. <laughs> yeah, that would <laughs> be horrendous. Um, all right, I think that will do it for the FA Cup. We'll have Premier League in a minute, but let's do the quiz now. Quiz time now, and today's Quizeppi Rossi is brought to you by Open Sports, the app that you can download from the iStore or what's the other one? You mean the iOS store? Yeah, sure. I don't use this shit. (laughs) The iStore where you buy glasses. Yeah, I use the Play Store. All right. Uh, You can download from either that will show you where the best pickup sports are in your city. Obviously, we're in Toronto and we use it to play soccer and it is fantastic. So and I, I hung out with some open sports people this weekend and they were go. lovely people. Yep. Great. Yep. Right. All right, so go and download it. Now, the quiz. Mohanad has joined us yes. for the quiz. He got sick of admin. He's come here to answer some questions. And I'm always the quiz master. Yeah. I want to try it out. Now all you're right. the quiz peasant. You're all going down. <laughs> all right, here the we go. just a peasant. I'm in charge today, so it's going to be harder. Right? All right. The last five Spanish La Liga titles have been won three times by Spaniards and twice by non-Spaniards. Who are they? Bernie. Uh, the non-Spaniards are... Oh my God. Frank Reichardt. No. And, the well, last, Jose Mourinho. And Celotti. No. No, he didn't win it. Oh. Jose Mourinho. That's one. Okay. Uh, Brent Schuster. No. Oh, come on, mate. Diego Simeone. Yes. Ah! All right. He won the league. All right. Yeah. Now, <laughs> he did win we the still, league. We've still got Spaniards. Oh, you yeah. want the Spaniards too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh you want all five? Uh, Zidane. Uh, uh, Luis Enrique. No. What? Wow. <laughs> Luis Enrique. Yeah, we're gonna know. Pep yes. Guardiola. All right, and no, 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 we're done. We're done. What? Man, Bernie, the last five Schuster. years, okay, sorry, you're giving mate. me like 20. <laughs> this is harder than it seems. Bernie Schuster okay. and Frank Riker. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what is Bernie Schuster doing right now, anyway? Uh, is he also at that nightclub with the Bellerin? Burning shoes? Don't know. All right. Oh, wow. Other than sticking to Mourinho and managers, other than Jose Mourinho, who is the only other non-Italian manager to win Serie A in the last 20 years? <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> Serie A? No. Listen, think about it, think about it. Listeners, I wish you could see their faces. Uh, did he Deschamps? Nope. He didn't win it? No. Nope. Juventus? No. Nope. He, won, he won Serie A. When was this? Recently? In the last 20 years. Okay, like... Leonardo! That was easy. Jesus and no. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Is so, it, do you want a clue? Yeah, Lazio. Twenty-one Ericsson. Yes, well done. Oh. Ericsson won Syria. I, I can't believe it. I know. All right, all right. Last question. In his managerial career, which two clubs has Steve McLaren managed twice? Is the Uh No, no. Piers, the, the Dutch one. FC Twenty. Yes, yeah. that one. And one more. No. Middlesbrough. No. Derby County. Yes. Oh. <laughs> all right. Thank you for that, Manit. None of us chimed in for that. 
Premier League time now, and uh, let's start with two newcomers to the Premier League next season. Quick mention, Newcastle. I'm loving it. Yes. Actually, I kind of wish they stayed down longer. Why? I don't know, I just, I just like Benitez failing. I was going to say, what do you mean you don't know? You, you really hate Rafa Benitez. <laughs> I do. Uh, yeah. But, I, I'm, I'm, I, you know what, I think it's admirable he stayed with them, yep. got them back. He's going to have some money, which was probably Mike Ashley's plan. He got the parachute payments <laughs> and then get, the, get some payments for coming back up, balances the books, now he can spend some yep. money on players. Imagine but, how big a parachute Mike Ashley would need. <laughs> you, know, Rafa. you know what would be funny? If they sacked Benitez before the season started. Or oh, brought in who? I don't know, David Moyes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> right. Anyway, Newcastle back up. That will be fun, if only just to see Mitrovic back in the Premier League destroying people. Mitrovic who can't get into the team. He can't get in the team. Brighton and Hove Albion? Brighton and Hove Albion. They have been trying for years. Have they? Yeah. yeah. They've been like playoffs and around there for years. They even built a big, nice big stadium, the Amex. Yeah. Oh, Amex yeah. Stadium. Wow, you, know, that's great. you know what really screwed them over? Employing Gus Poyet for a while. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Wow, Hoyt was there after Sunderland. Yeah, yeah, he went, wow. he went over there. He had, it might have been before Sunderland. Yeah, it was, was before it? Sunderland. Yeah, 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 that's great. Yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah, he actually kind of well. Yeah, he did all right, but like, it but, takes a while to recover after Gus Poyet Poyeted you. But I, I like Brandon Hobalbian only because Chris Hutton's their manager, yeah. and he's the nicest man, and he was unfairly sacked by Newcastle although Pardew gave them a, a bit of a bounce <laughs> yes yeah. as he always does but no you're right it, it'll be nice to have Hewton and Benitez two good nice blokes back in the Premier League and uh, yeah we'll see we'll see how it goes yeah they'll probably be replacing uh, Sunderland mm-hmm. and Middlesbrough yeah. 100% absolutely yeah. 100% and well, well let's get on to Middlesbrough soon but let's start at Anfield Liverpool against I think it's fair to say Crystal Palace are now their bogey team. Kryptonite yes. Palace. Kryptonite yes. Palace. <laughs> Liverpool 1, Crystal Palace 2. It all looked good. Coutinho put in a brilliant free kick. Yes, that was brilliant. Unstoppable. It was so nice. Yeah. That was great. Like, what else can you possibly say? Nothing. You know, it reminded me of the, go- the goal he scored in game week one of the season against Arsenal. The free kick. Uh, Ooh, yeah. I think that was better. I know, I think that, this one was better. Really? But, but good reference. Okay, we'll go, we'll go back to the tape. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we won't. But no, we, we can won't. say we did. Right now, <laughs> we're up 1 0. And Chris Ball happened again. <laughs> it happened again. <laughs> I love that. It happened, it happened again. again. But this time, it happened with an ex Liverpool player, Christian Benteke, um, who they sold to Crystal Palace in the summer for 5 million less than they bought him for. And uh, yeah, there you go. He just kind of stood there, stony faced, saying, ha! I mean, he's been good this season. That was a great he has summer. been very good this season. And Liverpool have not had very good strikers this season. So it's kind of... He's, 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 he got one over them and he's very happy about it. On the same weekend that Daniel Sturridge is injured for the rest of the season. The rest of his life, almost. It's yeah. almost poetic, some of these, like, you know... Some of these events and games that happen. Yeah. Messi 500, Benteke Liverpool. <laughs> They're yeah. all poetic. Istanbul again. Yeah. And, sorry, Crystal. The Kryptonite Palace. They went, they went again. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. No, they went again. I mean, <laughs> Liverpool fans that I saw on Twitter were absolutely um, ravaging the back four and saying that none of them are good enough and that they need to sign. I actually saw someone suggesting that they should sign... Van Dijk, which is mm. fair enough, plays with Southampton, so they obviously will. Uh-huh. And uh, Koulibaly from Napoli. That's not happening. <laughs> and the guy was like, we should get him for 30 million. Like, bruv, Chelsea had 60 million rejected last summer. He's not in the Liverpool wheelhouse. No, that's, that's not happening. No. On, on, on defenders, uh, Sacco loved this. Ooh. And, you know, I think, I think Jurgen Klopp's a really nice guy, but it's kind of been shown that he has this ruthless streak where he treats people really badly. Um, Benteke for one, Sacco for another one. 
But the one thing I want to say about Sacco is he it just they just announced that basically UEFA messed up his his drug case. They actually admitted it that so what happened was you know how he got suspended for you know, failing a drugs test. They said that the drug there was a supplement which had a little ounce of something in it. It wasn't even on the ban list. Someone said it was on the list of banned things, but actually wasn't even on it. Wow. What an idiot. So this guy is upset because A, he lost his, his place at Liverpool, which probably caused Klopp to lose trust in him. He lost his, he lost his spot for France. Yep. And if I'm him, I'm suing. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, no, I mean, too, yeah. I'm just thinking in this case, like, what compensation does he get or is he owed and does he need to sue before anyone gives that to him or is he owed it anyway? I, I, would, I would challenge them at, at the best I can. 100%. FIFA's got enough money. I mean, just ask uh, the Russian bidders. Yeah, true. Um, top four is now not in Liverpool's hands. It's yeah. in City's hands and United's hands. Yeah. Yeah. So the way the table stands, Liverpool are in third place technically, but they have played two extra games than Man City and Man United both. And, and Man City are a point behind United, two, three points behind. So if United win both their games in hand, they'd be three points ahead of Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, and on the other side of this equation, Crystal Palace's run of form has been absolutely mental. They have now beaten Liverpool, Arsenal and Chelsea. This was actually the first time Allardyce ever won at Anfield as a manager. Um, was it you who said they would go down? I don't think so. I think uh, on this pod you said that oh, they yeah, no. It was before the it Arsenal game. It was game. a Throwback Thursday article. And, and also on the pod, he said before the Arsenal game that he felt, felt really confident because Crystal Palace... Well, well, they're they're shit, but then yeah. their run-in was going to be even worse. No, you're 100 percent right. I and they've co- they've beaten everybody. Yeah. To, to be fair, would you have predicted these results? No. I mean, yeah. Sam Allardyce for England. No. Wow. No. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see what you're doing. Nice joke, Alex. But but we we all talked about how Leicester went on a possessed run of form after mm-hmm. Ranieri was sacked. Leicester yep. are now in 15th, but Crystal Palace are in 12th. Yep. Yep, it's they're doing remarkable. very, very well. And guess what? I think they still have to play City and they still have to play United, I think. Um, they could be kingmakers here. They, they are going to decide the fate of a couple of teams. And you know Sam Allardyce loves this. Absolutely loves it. How much would you put on them uh, Being them all? top four next season? Zero dollars. <laughs> then huh? maybe Aladici will get them down with a job <laughs> yes. after all. Oh dear. All right, let's move on to your lot. Uh, Burnley nil, Manchester United two. Um, Burnley are like Manchester United B. They've got a bunch of yeah, Michael Key. Key. Um, but it was a it was a stunning counter attack uh, that Martial scored from, and it was good to see United doing that again. The second time this has now happened, um, and literally because Latan's not on the pitch. That said, Latan's injury is not a good thing because he has scored twenty eight goals. But it allows United to play a bit more, with more speed. And Martial, finally getting a chance to play up top, like he did on the Van Hal, had a great performance, actually. Yeah. Scored a great counter-attacking goal, as you said. You know, Herrera was also key. Like, I think, you know, good performance overall. Not yeah, there were, there were a few good elements of that goal, and I was almost shocked to see it. I, when I was watching the goal, I saw, okay, wow, there's a, they're running across the field, they're running across the field. At what point are they going to start passing it back to De Gea? <laughs> but they actually scored. Yeah. It was amazing. And, and then the second goal, again, Martial did great work on the wing um, to basically create space. Put the ball in, in the mixer. Well, not in the mixer. Well, well, put the ball in, in, in the box. And then, off. Exactly. And uh, Rooney scrambled it in. So, all around, like, the two guys who were drafted in to score goals, in essence, in, to replace Mar- uh, Rashford and Zlatan, did the job. Is that the best goal Rooney can score at this point? No, because no. he scored from 35 yards against Fernabache. 
35. When? Well, 30 yards. Top corner blast in the Europa League. We're also oh. forgetting his free kick against Stoke. I didn't forget that. It just yeah. feels like a long time ago. It yeah. does. Yeah. Actually, half of his goals, which are like five, have <laughs> been really good. I want to bring up Wayne Rooney a little bit. I just want to point out that United's second highest assister in mm-hmm. the league this season is Rooney. Tied with Zlatan with five assists. In the league, but he has like eight in all competitions or something like that. Yeah, it's, pretty, it's a pretty decent return. Three goals, five assists, not bad. But also, at the beginning of the season, we were talking about Rooney captain, how are you going to drop him? It seems like the media let this one slip because Rooney's actually been out of the team for so long now. Yeah, with injuries. Injuries, quote-unquote. I, I, I think of all the things that Mourinho has done well and not well... The, the managing of, of, of the shuffling Rooney out of the way has been exceptional. Absolutely. He's done, yeah. he's done that. He handled that very, very It was something the world needed to happen, and he made it happen. So maybe he should become <laughs> the, like the, UN. Rooney, please, give him credit for that. Who, Mourinho? Yes. No, I do. I'm uh. on, on, not to talk about this game, but United a little bit. Europa League, they're in the semifinals, playing against Celta Vigo. They have a lot of injuries already. Pogba is injured. Herrera is injured. Let's see how it goes, because we're talking about Liverpool and City and the top four race. Sure, it's in United's hands a little bit, but if Pogba's injured, Herrera's injured, Latin's injured, Rose's injured, it's going to get very, very dicey towards the end because they still have to play City next week. Play Arsenal. City this week, actually, yeah. in, in a two days, I think. Yeah. Or three yeah. days. Fair enough. Uh, just one last thing. Um, the Marshall goal that he scored cost Manchester United £8.5 million pounds, uh, as one of the bonuses to Monaco. Yeah. Um, that will buy half of Yuri Tielemans, who Monaco are signing for about £20 million plus add-ons, uh, which is according to Jonathan Johnson wow. on Twitter. Um, so that, that one goal, half a Tielemans, not bad. I'll take it. All right, <laughs> sure. Um, we'll move on. We're going to rattle through the other Premier League results quickly. Bournemouth 4, Middlesbrough 0. Now, something funny here. Josh King scored on two minutes. Afobe scored in 16 minutes. And by the 20th minute, Gaston Ramirez had had a red card for two yellows. And Agnew, the borough boss, said, in a way, we lost it in the first 10. Really? I think you clearly lost it in the first 20. Yeah. Two goals and a red card. I don't know. This is, I know Karanka being sacked was a mistake. Yeah. I, I said it before... They wanted that Leicester new manager bounce with someone didn't know yeah. what they were doing. The difference is Shakespeare was there during Pearson, and so obviously the players can relate to him. I'm not saying Agnew wasn't there, but Karanka built that team. Yes. So when you lose someone like Karanka and you bring on Agnew, you're talking about a different thing altogether. You, they're not going to adjust because they chose Stuart Downing over Karanka. That's mental. I, I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Although, if you are if you are going to sack someone like him, you have to have an actual plan, not just this random bald bloke who's shouting on the side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just goes to show it's not Karanka's fault, and Karanka will now be the new manager of Newcastle. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but from one team who had no plan to a team that had a brilliant plan, Hull appointed Marco Silva, and he transformed that, that side and their home record and uh, 2-0 against Watford despite being down to 10 men. Uh, you know what? I, I'm very... Watford are a disgrace. Yes. I think, I think they're, they're, the, they're the weirdest disgrace of the Premier League teams because they're, they're safe... But they're so bad. They're Agreed. so, so bad. The best bad. thing about them is that Troy Deeney can look London and see Tokyo. <laughs> wow. Wow. By the way, what does that mean? It sounds ridiculous. I'm just not sure what it means. That means he can see both corner flags at the same time. Oh, because he's a hammerhead shark? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I get it. <laughs> Ozalize. <laughs> um, yeah, Matt's already will get sacked. I don't know who they're going to appoint next. Silva. That, I mean, that would be the most sensible look, look, thing to do. He's on a six-month contract Benitez. with Hull. No, no, it'll be Silva. You know what? Put money on this right now. Tony Adams when he gets sacked by Granada. Fair enough. But he's also sporting director. He'd have to sack himself. Um, Swansea 2, Stoke 0. Uh, basically, if you, Lorente is fit and plays, they score goals. And if he doesn't, they don't. Mm. 
Yeah, um, shame, like for, shame for Swansea in this one because it's like Hull 17th place, Swansea 18th place. They're both battling for that last relegation spot. But then they both won this weekend. It was shocking. FYI, Burnley, who were looking good, have not won a game in the last 11. Or they've, sorry, they've won one out of the last 11. They're now 16th. They're actually getting closer and closer to the relegation fight, which is exactly what happened last yeah. time they were here. Three good. points away Watch from Hull. Space. One yeah. home win away for Marco Silva. There you go. Uh, quick stat. Paul Clement has the best win percentage of any Swansea manager in the Premier League with six wins from 15 games, which is 40%. That seems a bit bizarre, doesn't it? But doesn't every new Swansea manager have that stat when they come in? <laughs> They've had a couple of them. Maybe. Uh, and finally, West Ham nil, Everton nil. The only thing you need to know about this game is that James Collins was man of the match, which, that, I mean, that sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah, did Sunderland play this week? No. Okay, good. I looked for a Moyes quote. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't he did. find one. Wow. Um, but quick stat, Lukaku in three away games has not had a, a shot on target. Hmm. Reducing his chance for fee. <laughs> Disappointing. Um, Mumu of the week? Ha 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 One thing we are no sha, Mumu not fit sleep forever. One day Mumu go wake up. Alright, so we're back with Mumu of the Week. For those who don't know what a Mumu is, uh, it's Nigerian Pigeon English street slang for fool or idiot. And we like to pick on people that are absolutely incredible fools off the pitch of football. Mm-hmm. And our Mumu of the Week segment is brought to you by Football Heads. That's football spelled F-U-T-B-O-L, heads with a Z, dot com. They're an apparel brand bringing you the freshest snapbacks, beanies, and t-shirts to wear with their awesome customized football club oriented designs. For all our listeners, you can get an exclusive 15% off. That's 1-5% off. Just use the code UTC at checkout. Once again, go to Football Heads with a Z and check them out. You'd never know that Bernie was in sales. Yeah. He sold it to me right now. <laughs> it's my voice. That's really what it is. It is. Uh, so it is. this week I want to start with an amazing Mumu. And we haven't done women in a while. Um, wow, that came out wrong. Yeah. But sure. <laughs> we haven't talked about the ladies in a while. Um, and it's a shame that it's in Mumu, but we'll go with it. So Liverpool, my favorite club, mm, not not uh, their ladies team are Mumu of the week because they arrived for their game against Yeovil Town and forgot their kits. Like they literally forgot the jerseys that they were supposed to wear. They got there and said, "Oh, guys, what do we wear?" That is problematic. Yeah, and they had to wear Yeovil Town's away kit. The the best thing about this is that. I don't know if they have a kit person because funding of the female game is not always brilliant, but if they did, that's their sole job is to get the kits to the place. So is it a kit man or a Nicole kit man? Wow. Who's Nic- oh, wow. Nicole kit. Very well done. Oh, is it Very a Nicole well kit woman? Well, I-, I will give them credit. They won this game 4-1. So good on Liverpool ladies for rectifying a terrible situation. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. All right. Um, next up, we've got a, a local, a local Mumu. Uh, Chicago Fire came to Toronto last weekend to play Toronto FC, and we will talk about that in a bit. But uh, they were in the airport, and a lady who recognised them saw them, came up to them, asked the team for a picture. Guess who she got to take the picture? Bastian. Bastian Schweinsteiger. Wow. Clearly, one of the ones that she wasn't interested in having in the picture. So there he is taking the picture of her and three other players who are not global superstars. But, you know, they probably felt good about it. He's, he's been exposed to some strange things. Yes, he has. He's been to so they didn't know that it was Bastian Schweinsteiger. I guess she didn't, because otherwise she would have wanted him in the picture. Yeah. I remember we have a friend who didn't know it was Wayne Rooney and was told to take a picture with Wayne Rooney and she didn't know who he was. To be fair, he doesn't look like an athlete. So. <laughs> he doesn't look like a human being either. <laughs> 
shockingly, that's not the worst of the two moom, three movements so far. Uh, we have deep in the jungles of Mexico now, Cruz Azul. <laughs> Cruz Azul, who have been languishing down on the table, 15th in Liga MX, uh, with three matches remaining. And uh, so they have this decades-long curse mm-hmm. for the club that they wanted to get rid of. As you do. Um, and so they visited. They were visited by a sorceress called Zulema, <laughs> hoping to break this decades-long curse. And uh, so what happened was Zulema, Bruja Zulema, a sorceress in leather pants, <laughs> hoping to cleanse the club of its decades-long curse, arrived with equipped with pig and hog heads, coconuts, and hard liquor, amongst other things, to put her magic to the test. That sounds like a Jamie Vardy Tuesday night, This sounds like fair. she's making cocktails. Like Yeah. The, the coconut and um, what was that other thing? The hard liquor. You drink it out uh, of the pig's head. Yeah, maybe, pig, yeah. Like pigs and hog heads. Oh, yeah. this is horrendous. You know, I mean, if I were to get a million views on YouTube, I would do the same thing. <laughs> Do you reckon that's where her main clientele is? I'm afraid she's not on YouTube. I'm going to look tonight. I Let's think go. that's the winner of of the week. All right. Yeah. <laughs> One thing where I know, Sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. Italy now, and we'll start at the top of the table because it's the easiest place to start. Juventus for Genoa nil, and ordinarily wouldn't be much of a, a big deal or a surprise. But can someone talk to me about the goals in this game? Every goal was so majestic that I had to put every one of them on a, on a something, on a steel plate. Steel? Even as, the as, own as goal was great. Oh, oh, Mahan is back. By yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah, it's a bit confusing. I'm back. Um, I saw, I mean, the, all four goals were fantastic. Obviously, the one that stands out is definitely Mandzukic's goal. Mm. Oh, it's not the own goal at the beginning? Mm. What about, no. <laughs> what about Bonucci's long-range howitzer? True. What well, about Dybala, Swivel, and... Oh. Uh, what's that? What's that? Uh, R2 square. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, all of them were unbelievable. I mean, pick one. I, I would go with Mandzukic. That angle. Roman Sanchez, pick one. Yeah! <laughs> that's what I was thinking, Alex. Mine would be Bonucci, because it's a centre-back who dribbled past two people and then smashed it in the corner. Yeah. I mean, the curl was beautiful on the ball, and he was so... It's also, you are so passionate. Like, it's a fourth goal in, like, the 90th minute, whatever, and they're still like, oh my god, I can't believe this happened. Against Genoa in a yeah. league they've already won. Exactly. I'm, I'm yeah. just going to go with Dybala because of the square art, too. Sure. I just sure. want to throw this in there. The best part about the Bonucci goal is that I was talking about him on Friday night to our open sports friend. Mm. Right. Yeah. What Bonucci. were you saying? It's so specific. Yeah, Bonucci. What were you saying? Well, she was Italian. She didn't know who Bonucci uh, was. Okay. Ah, you were educating Italian on the Italian. Speaking of yes. educating... What's your face? <laughs> it speaking, was, yes. Speaking of Italian, we were... Um, I don't know if accused is the right word on Twitter today, about kind of educating about Syria, I think. It was kind of half-educating, half like you guys need to talk more about it, right? Well, well, yeah, someone said, I wouldn't know anything about Syria if it wasn't for you. And I'm like, that's cool, although <laughs> it's probably not the barometer. True. And, and then someone else said, we don't talk about like the, the lesser teams enough. Yeah, but I mean... Lesser have, teams in Italy enough? Yeah. Wow. Cortone are fantastic. I mean, if we get a TV show... For an uh, hour. Uh, I will talk, talk about, about Serie A for five days straight. Yeah, you know, that's interesting because I've noticed our, you know, we've had a lot of hits on the blog in the last couple of months. Yeah. And wow. For the, the trend has shown that people have actually been looking for our Juventus articles. Our Juventus, a business case article, has been getting random hits. To be fair, Juventus have been fun for non-Serie A viewers as well because they're, they're this 
they come through. Allegri is a lot of fun. Conte beforehand. And they've just done really well and they play really good football. And I think a lot of people who have their teams out of the Champions League this year would like to see Juve go all the way. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. All of that is true. And the other thing is they actually have a really big online community, whereas a lot of Italian teams don't. They're true. kind of like the Arsenal of, of Italy in that You in mean that they respect. also have their own stadium, which a lot of Italian teams don't. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. they have a nice logo, which a lot of Italian teams don't. And they're extremely resilient. They came back from the Calcio Poli. Which a lot of teams aren't. <laughs> Speaking of stadiums, Fiorentina have only lost once all season at the Artemio Franchi, where on this weekend, on the past weekend, um, they beat Inter Milan 5-4. Alex, one quick thing, just for people who might be coming to the quiz mm. on Wednesday, can you repeat the name of the stadium again? For the Artemio Franchi? Thank you. All right. Yeah. Yeah, hint, hint. Yeah, Mohan's hard work gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 5-4. Anyone see this? Uh, no. Yeah, I want to just point out that every time Inter Milan play Fiorentina or another big team in Italy, there's always some debauchery that happens. I, I remember once we were getting ready for a co-ed game at Mohamed's place, and we watched the Inter-Fiorentina game, and Inter were down 4-0 or 4-1 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. with a man down in like the start of the second half. They yeah. are a bit of a, a like walking shambles. But it was another game with a lot of really, really good goals. Yes. I mean, Icardi, again, with a really good goal. He's Hat-trick. Hat trick. Yeah. But that, that one, I was really impressed is he, is he? No, Bilotti's a top scorer in Serie A. Icardi's yeah. not far away from what I remember. I can't remember right? where we are now. Bilotti, Dzeko, yeah. and, and Icardi are all pretty close. I think Dzeko might be top. Yeah. Now, is he... I know we, we joked about this before. Is he that ingrained... Well, actually, the Ultras hate him. But is he that... It's a love or hate relationship. In, in, ingrained in that team that he can't leave because... That guy can do a very good job somewhere else. I know we've talked about this, but come on. Inter is not the team. I know you're thinking about Napoli and Hamstrick and that kind of thing with the whole market. Yeah, but they hate him instead. Yeah. That stupid thing I think Icardi can leave. Obviously not within Italy. No one can leave Mm. within Italy. I mean, Chesney, for example, is a great example. Obviously, Roma might let him go, but apparently Napoli might want him. Again, it feels a bit dangerous within the Serie A to kind of move around. Well, yeah. I mean, Serie A does have a history of like players moving from big clubs mm. to other big clubs. Pure it's little. just it hasn't Ibrahimovic. happened. Yeah, it hasn't happened in a little bit. I mean, right. maybe that culture is starting to change. The thing with Icardi is he's club captain at like twenty three or twenty four. He has said a number of times that he would love to stay there, and they've just got money. Like they have a lot of money. Also, now. his so, wife might kill him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, or other people. Or Max Rodriguez will kill him. Everybody. I mean, him. And Max Rodriguez's wife will kill him because they're both the same person. Yeah. Maxi, did Max get remarried? <laughs> did he? I don't know. I'm asking. I think he's still in trouble. I'm sure he did. I mean, he's a superstar, isn't so, he? So, last week we wow. talked about John Terry being a C next Tuesday. Ah. This guy's pretty up there, isn't oh, he? Oh, he's right up there. No, no, I, I feel in this case she had a bit more to do with it than him. You know she, what I mean? She's also right up there. Yeah. Uh, but he did, put the, he did post the pictures of Maxi's three sons on his own Twitter <laughs> yeah. account. Like... Yes. Unbelievable Sad savagery. Um, let's move on. Lazio 6, Palermo 2. And people say Serie A is defensive. Why are there so many um, goals this week? <laughs> you know, I was watching it. It was like five. It was a total Brazil versus Germany. Right. In the first half an hour, I think it was like 25 minutes on the clock, they were 5 0 up. Yeah. Keita Balde got a hat trick between the 21st and 26th minute. Yeah. Whoa, it was a actually, goal every like minute and a half. So. It, was, it was shocking to see. Every time they kicked it off, they lost the ball and they scored. <laughs> <laughs> Cassiopoli? Yeah? Huh? Possibly, actually. You yeah. never know. Palermo's going down. I think I mean, they have nothing to lose. Palermo are awful. Yeah. I mean, just awful. And they say we don't talk about the lower league. Exactly. The lower mm. I wouldn't even bring any of those guys onto any of our leagues. Our teams. <laughs> just our personal no. leagues on a Sunday. Yeah. Not even on my softball team. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of other small teams, Pescara won, Roma 4. Roma just battered them, as they should. Hey, battered them? They sound like a fish. Yes. Beer battered Pescara. Wow. Yeah. yeah. 
but your boy Mohamed Salah getting two. His best ever scoring season, I think, with 17 goals. Um, so he's, you know, he's improving. It's an upward trajectory, and I, I love that. I love well, to well see done. that. Nangalan, your boy with the goal. Yeah, Nangalan with another goal, and Strutman, the first goal. Strutman got the first goal, and what a ball from Paredes. I don't know if you saw it. Roma seem to be one of those teams that get the most goals out of their center midfielders slash defensive midfielders. Like, Nangalan and Strutman are on the score sheet a lot. Yeah. And just, obviously, I don't know the stats, but I would find it hard to find another team where the defensive mid score this many goals. Um... No, I mean, I'm no, not asking no, no, you. No, it's, just, a point, it's a good point. Yeah. Pogba, no. No. Wow, wow, you're really doing that to me right yeah. now. Thanks, yeah. Kante. Here, here, here's a question. Are Roma the Tottenham of Syria? Yes. They're the hipster choice, for sure. What I would have said is, like, they used to be the Arsenal of Serie A. Mm. And, now, and now, I guess you could say Tottenham, yeah. they got better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, Atalanta 3, Bologna 2. Um, AC Milan 1, Empoli 2. The Milan clubs are just uh, just useless. Well, AC Milan in particular have been shambolic because mm. they were second at one point in the season. All of a sudden, from one week to the next, you check the table and AC Milan are down in seventh. I think, I think they're only second just alphabetically. First week of the table, <laughs> AC, boom. It's like, it's like Aston Villa. But they, yeah, but they did... They did get bought out recently. I don't know. I don't think we mentioned it last part. I think it might yeah, have we, happened we, this week. We, we, we talked about it. Okay, um, because it might be a shitty. But we did laugh about the whole um, what's his name putting in kind of like a clause. Oh, but it's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, he'll be back. That would he'll be, be back. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's nice. still young. He still has his whole life ahead of him. Yes, oh. I mean, I did. I did read. Uh, I think it was James Horncastle in the Guardian this morning wrote a piece basically saying that. Inter and, and AC Milan at this point are just probably trying to avoid Europa League because they're not getting Champions League <laughs> no. and stranger things have happened in Italy as we know yes agreed anyway um, so let's yes. go to Toronto FC now Toronto FC get their second win of the season thank God, Javinko finally shows up, even though he was a really angry little man during this game. Um, he actually had 11 shots. I'm taking this from uh, Mitchell Tierney's Waking the Red article. He had 11 shots on his own, which is three more than Chicago had. Oh, yeah, they completely dominated this game. They lost the last game. They, they drew so many games. They underperformed. And then I think they just gave themselves a little waking up because they completely destroyed Schweinsteiger. And yeah, the Chicago fire. Yeah, for whatever reason, I kind of wanted Schweinsteiger to at least score and TFC win. I, I've taken a liking to this Chicago Schweinsteiger. You know, it's not bad. Chicago so, fire or Chicago Schweinfire? I'm uh, going to give you a slow clap so that no one can hear on the pod. Schweinfire. Wow. Chicago. Let's move on. Wow. Um, G- scored a goal from the edge of the area after Vasquez gave him another assist. I like Vasquez. Mm. Very good player. I mean, it was just a short, normal pass, but well, still. Alex were taking it. He knows yeah. what to do. <laughs> yeah, he's been uh, much better than Osorio, to be fair. Yeah. Vasquez. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not too hard. <laughs> and uh, someone that who, who played, I think it was his league debut uh, in this game, and played better than Armando Cooper has been, is uh, Marky Delgado, who featured a lot last season, but hasn't featured since they went to the 3-5-2, really. Mm-hmm. And he came into this game to be the link between Vasquez and Bradley. And he did a really good job. He kept it simple. He kept the ball moving. And, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought they looked better for his presence. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, uh, listen, everything is great. Everything we want to talk about is great. But, and that's not me doing Trump impression. It is great. Sure. But what I really want to get to is that some chew-ass free kick. What a hit. It was delish. It what was. It was. It also touched the top of the crossbar and bounced just over the line. The type of goal that I like the most. No, no you, you like, like carpet. carpet. 
I, I like carpets, and I like the ones that just touch the inside of the neck. No, but like, you 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 like carpets more. We've been through this for years. Some carpets are good. <laughs> Persian carpet? Yeah, perhaps. I think, <laughs> I think that's his favorite. Um, <laughs> other other points to note: um, the the cross from Moro and the head of Bezavaleta. Lovely stuff. And uh, Roche, your boy Raheem Edwards with another extremely convincing performance at left wing back. Yeah, did he have a good final ball, though? That is the question. It, it was better. It was certainly better. You know, I think you should take some notes out of the uh, Barcelona left back, Jordi Alba. Really? I mean, he's got the runs down. He just doesn't have the final ball. Yeah, just but he's Jordi a Alba terrible had... defender, so I hope he does not take notes from Jordi Alba. Ah, come on. You know when you're watching an MLS game that there's going to be chances? <laughs> <laughs> that, that is true. But uh, Raheem Edwards brings up uh, something that I wanted to talk about just for a couple of minutes on, um, like young Canadian players because TFC released Mo Babuli who? last week and we've seen him play and he was absolutely bloody horrendous <laughs> like I, 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 I've put down in writing that it's like watching watching him play is, trying, is like watching a, uh, a motorbike doing salsa it's not as bad as Creval yeah oh Creval was worse but he wasn't Canadian so I didn't care but you know TFC released Mo Babuli and like a lot of people on Twitter TFC fans were saying Oh, like this is terrible. We need CanPL or Canadian Premier League soon because Canadian young Canadian players aren't getting a chance. I'm just like, Raheem Edwards is in the team because he's really good. Mm-hmm. Bully was released because he's shit, not because he's Canadian. Yeah, and then there are Canadians. I mean, to St. Ricketts for one, Osorio yeah. or another one. For now, like there are a couple <laughs> of good Canadian players on TFC who get. So let's let's not let's not overreact here. Yeah, I mean, I think people are talking about like young ones getting a chance, but my point is just that you have to be at least good. Also, know? this is not the Premier League with like youth academies that are actually. Are very good. So relax. Uh, Dan- Danny Dicchio resents your your opinion. Danny Dicchio needs to answer me back about that beer we're supposed to have, and <laughs> then I will change my tune about that. Fair enough. Anything anything more on Toronto FC before we they sign rocketed up? up the table with one win, and I'm pretty sure another win would rocket them up. In first place. <laughs> it would. I think it would put them like second or third. They're five yeah. points off Orlando. Uh, Kyle Larins, Canadian Orlando, hey. in uh, in first place. Canada, and they've got Houston coming up next. So we'll see what happens. All right, I think that's enough for this week. Uh, Roche, say goodbye. Goodbye, and we'll see you all at Quiz Night on Wednesday. April 26th at Betty's on King. Bernie, say goodbye. In English? Uh, Sure. Oh, I was going to say adios, because not English, but fine. What about Nigerian? Bye. Uh, That's boring. Mahanid. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh, and for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Yeah.